Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. There are certain tier ones who... uh, it will give me a harder time than others. Woodsy might go so far as to call them the trolls of social media. Yeah. Why'd you get worn out by one? I know. No, I, I actually sometimes get challenged, I think, by some. Sometimes it's just like, I don't want to deal with you today. Yeah. But if you're, not, if you're not at least listening to other perspectives, I feel like you can never grow. So I, I tend to interact more with... You know, the critics then, and I try to do so in a healthy way and, and not get defensive about it, but I had one, one of our guys who listens a lot, and I do appreciate it, but he is definitely one of the guys who challenges me more here on Twitter. And he said, why does Ben give credit to Preller for putting a talented but extremely flawed roster together? This is in reference to what I was saying earlier about, you know, you can criticize AJ, but one thing he did is he made the Padres relevant over this last decade. He turned one of the least talked about, least interesting franchises in all of professional sports yeah. history yeah. into one the that... Columbus Blue Jackets of baseball. Yeah, I mean, let's Into be one that here. MLB Network you know, covers their every move in the offseason. And yes, I agree. You know, a lot of the credit goes to the owners as well. I mentioned you know, Peter Seidler and Ron Fowler for changing that narrative as well. He said... As if another GM with the same financial flexibility couldn't do the same or much better. What's a fact is no homegrown players. What I responded to him is I said, well, of course, you know, you can, anyone can spend their way to bring in superstars, but you're not, you're not acknowledging that he had to pull off trades for guys like Juan Soto, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove using his own assets. I mean, there were other teams that I'm sure would have loved to have traded for some of those players and figured out a way to get it done with their own minor league prospects. And they were not able to do so. You know, A.J. Preller has brought in a lot of players, and it wasn't simply always by offering the most money. Now, sometimes it was. You know, did he club Xander Bogarts over the head with a giant contract? And... He did, and I don't know that there was a lot of GM skill that was involved in getting Xander Bogarts, but I will give him some credit for a lot of the moves, a lot of the drafts. I mean, you know, AJ has done a lot of things right. He's done a lot of things wrong as general manager. The question now is, can he put it all together and turn the Padres into a winning franchise, a World Series winning champion? 
And so far, the answer to that has been mostly a resounding no. They came somewhat close last year, you know, two series away from winning a World Series. But other than that, you know, he hasn't shown the ability for that final piece, that whatever last bit of magic that is necessary to turn talent into a champion on the field, that has eluded him so far. And if if ultimately the Padres do move on now or in the future from AJ Preller, I'm not going to I'm not going to go back and say, "Well, that was a dumb hire. They should have never brought in AJ Preller." I'll say AJ Preller did some things right, moved the Padres forward, but ultimately they needed someone else in that chair to get it done. Now, I'd love to see AJ be the guy that gets it done. I hope he still can, but I think we all have our doubts at this point that he can until he shows us that he can. We're going to continue to have those doubts that that last step, the what is it, the, the so, final step when the the floor gives out underneath, the last toughest step to get there has been beyond him so far. It's the it's a patience problem, I think, and and I understand wanting to um, you know move things along. And you look at what what a couple of teams have done with the Baltimore Orioles being probably the best example uh, in baseball of going through that gutting awful rebuild and I think to AJ and Ron's credit back in the in the day when they went out and tried to make some moves now again it's the moves that can be questioned at the time and I think uh, there were a lot of Padre fans that did question bringing in Eric Cosmer I did not question bringing in Manny Machado I thought that was the right move uh and I still do that being said waiting patiently for prospects to fully develop get them here where they contribute does feel a little bit Sometimes, like a crapshoot, and especially here. And I think, you know, in, in not to defend him, but I think when you get the opportunity to land guys that can help you re- win right away, the natural inclination is to say, who do you want? Oh, okay, yeah, I'll send you to Capito Mercano. No problem. Like, I'll get rid of these guys and, and go. And he's made, he's pulled off some absolutely brilliant trades. The U Darvis trade was brilliant. Joe Musgrove was a really good trade. There's a bunch. There's a bunch. Fernando Blake Tatis. Snell trade worked out pretty well. Blake Snell trade, trade was a steal. You know, absolute. Don't don't trade with the Rays unless you know you're AJ Preller. He's he's, he's gotten a couple of uh, good ones with those guys. But there have been some dodgy free agent signings, as a lot of teams have. But yeah, man, what 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 happens to me is like when you have to sit back and look at you know the entirety of the work in in this. As Jesse Agler himself just said, that in this results based business, the results aren't there, the wins aren't there, the the winning seasons aren't there. You took a miracle to have a winning season this year. Um, so yeah, that's that's the tough part for me, and and so now, so I think what if everybody stays, uh, you know, according to plan, if AJ stays and everything else, um, that's fine. I mean, he's done a good job at replenishing the farm, Ben. Absolutely. Is he now going to be patient, or is he going to be looking at oh crap? You know, this city, everyone expects us to win a World Series soon, and we've got this core. We might have to trade Merrill, and we may have to trade Lesko and Snelling, and on and on we go. Or is it going to be the same cycle? Or are we now resigned to waiting maybe a couple of more years? And how's that going to look with with some aging superstars? So you do feel, I at least as a fan, feel a little bit painted in the corner. Now, conversely, if you bring in a new GM... He's. It's not like he's going to come over and be like, "Cool, I'm bringing forty prospects with me. We're good to go. I'm going to restock this bad boy, no problem." That's going to take some time. So that's hence why I'm I'm a little doom and gloom feeling, a little melancholy about the start of 2024. I really am. I I, I don't. I, I'm I'm having a hard time 
pushing through the weeds on it. I really am. When I think about who exactly is going to bolster this rotation next year, who's going to be our two, three, four, five, you know, who's going to close games? Is it Robert Torres for sure? Because we don't really know if he can do it. You know, who's playing first base? You know, what's going to happen with Juan Soto? Who's playing center field? Is Trent Grisham going to be back? Are we going to end up trading Jackson Merrill? Are we going to end up, you know, using him? Is he going to make the team? Is he going to be an outfielder? Is he going to hit at the big league level? I'm panicked when I think about it, to be honest. So until I know what kind of the roster looks like moving forward, it's just been a patience problem, I think. I bet our predictions for next season look very, very different than the ones we made this season. We're going to actually, I believe, review some of our preseason predictions at the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned for that. Right now, though, Paulie's got some more headlines. Let's get to the Rattle Report. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a all right. All right. All right, indeed. Gentlemen, i got a couple of stories here that we haven't gotten to. Uh, we probably could have talked about them yesterday. But we were wall-to-wall with a big leadership meeting at Petco Park. Allegedly. That we still know nothing about. Uh, let's start off with the San Diego State Aztecs. They got <clears throat> demolished over the weekend by Air Force, 49-10. to 10. They were up 7 nothing. They were. They were up 7 nothing. Glass half full. Yeah. Yeah. Math tells me that they were then outscored forty nine to three. Hmm. Doesn't look as good that. when you when you phrase it that way. My man over here convinced me to take the Aztecs <laughs> and and they usually the I mean were they, they plus usually 40. do very well against Air Force. They had won like nine of eleven or something like that. They're the one team that generally can stop that wishbone uh, offense that Air Force runs, but they did not uh, they did not do so on Saturday. They did not. Well, it wasn't all bad. I do have the uh, game notes. Oh, good. From the Aztecs. <laughs> I love game notes so much. <laughs> Those poor game note writers are like, what the hell do we do now? They're going to stop sending, they're gonna, they're gonna sending them our from way. the uh, distribution <laughs> list. Haven't they done that already? Uh, let's see. San Diego State had a 17 play, 9 minute and 32 drive in the first half. That's their longest drive in terms of plays and time since a 17 play, 10 and a half minute drive. Back on uh, September 25th, 2021. Wow. Something so, to build off of. Very Definitely. long drive. Long drive. Go to the trends. Sustained. The trends section of the game notes. Okay. Uh, the Aztecs, I know everybody's dying to know. It's the coin toss Ooh. for the fourth ah. time this season. Four times in six Fire games. Brady Hoke. That's not his fault. It's oh, the opposing right. team. That's right. No, no, no. They were the road team. So oh, they, they were the road team. Yeah. They called yeah, it this it was time. Them. God, yeah. that's, that's inexcusable. Not good. Did they not say good. heads or tails? Did they? I don't have right. that. I don't have that information in the notes. Uh, San Diego State started with the ball for the 110th time in their last 150 Which, by the way, games. had they won the coin toss, they almost also certainly would have started with the ball because they always do. So <laughs> yeah. the coin toss was completely irrelevant. 
And uh, good news here, San Diego State held an opponent scoreless on their opening possession for the fourth time this season. There you go. The 24th time since 2021, and uh, the 78th time that they held their opponent scoreless on the opening drive. They also held their opponent under 50 on all the subsequent right. possessions That's the true. rest of the game. Yeah, they yeah. lost by less than 69 <laughs> points. Saw a tweet this morning. SCSU's Brady Hogue making $1.273 million this season. If they wanted to to let him go, relieve him of his duties, December 1st, Ben, the buyout is $4.861 million. So if you're, if you're wondering why they haven't done anything yet, that's probably why. Stroking a $5 million check to get rid of a coach. I could respect if that was the decision why, because... You know, I like to be financially frugal, but I think the reason they haven't done it is they still think he's the right coach, and that worries me more so, a little bit than more than just cheaping out and not not going to hire someone else at this point. I uh, I don't think Brady Hoke's the worst coach in America, but remember, they didn't hire him because he was dazzling anywhere. They didn't hire him because he was the up and comer. They hired him because Rocky Long left him in the lurch, and Brady was sitting there on the staff again and had coached them before and seemed like kind of the logical choice. But Brady had his shot, went to Michigan, didn't work out, was pretty much, I thought, resigned to be an assistant coach, you know, as a a line coach for the rest of his life. Probably would have been okay with that. And then kind of backed into the job here again at San Diego State. Again, I'm not trying to trash Brady Hoke. I there's nothing. I mean, there's a lot of football coaches, and he's one of them Shut in America. Shut up, man. Shut your mouth. But kill you when you're trying to be a mid-majory football program and break through. Don't think that Brady Hoke's the guy that's going to take you to the, you know, promised land of the the football playoff at some point. It, it feels like he's the kind of guy who can get you to a bowl game with seven to nine wins pretty consistently. And if that's all you want out of your football program, then that's a great choice. I and mean, just look at where the program's at compared to when Rocky Long was here. Yeah. Even. You know, and Rocky I'll, Long isn't the big flashy name that's going to draw a ton of attention to the program. But my God, did he run a stable, better, solid yeah, program. Yeah, I mean, he, he was solid. But ultimately, there's a ceiling. I know there's more of a ceiling in college football than in college basketball. But... It, it, San Diego State fans are always going to compare the football program to the basketball program. Yeah, you said off the air yesterday <laughs> yeah. that the worst thing that could have happened to Rocky Long or Brady Hope. I'm sorry, uh, to Brady Hope was Brian right. Dutcher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. Does when one part of your program starts to really ascend, the, everyone looks to you and goes, "What are you waiting for?" Right, right. I mean, this was know, a blast. We love. We're in the same building here. Yeah. Let's do it. Now it's harder. More you got oh, yeah. more, more players. There's more NIL concerns. It's a lot easier to do in basketball than it is in football, but you're going to live in that shadow and you're going to be asked, why can't you have some national success like our basketball program does? Alright, I'll uh, skip my second story. Maybe we'll hear it on Don't Do This Tomorrow or something, but uh, we'll wrap it up here. Got a headline from USA Today. Paris battles bed bug problem ahead of 2024 Olympics. Apparently bed bugs are like running rampant in throughout Paris right now. And it's disgusting. It's terrifying. Uh, the let's see, the deputy mayor of Paris actually tweeted yesterday, no one is safe. 
I mean, it's like a disaster movie. It really is. No one is safe. They called for country now. No one is safe. I, I, you know, so I mentioned that my I would used to get tucked in, and they'd say, "Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite." And I guess I thought that that was not a real thing. That was just an expression. Yeah, a bit. I didn't realize, <laughs> and eventually I did learn. No, bed bugs are a, a real scourge that you have to not get in your linens and clothes. Mommy, why aren't you using bleach when you wash my <laughs> sheets? Why do I have bed bugs? It being in don't par- search for bed bugs because there's videos. I can't do galore. I can't do of it. These it's like insects. the most. My wife will not stay in an Airbnb. But she will stay at a hotel. And I'm like, there's really no difference. There's just, I mean, do they clean it every day? The answer is no. The answer is that you have to ask now when you stay at a hotel. It doesn't matter really how nice it is. But between visits, between people, they go in and clean it fully. Yeah, as far as you know. <laughs> Are you there? You have no idea. What would you do? You had 400 rooms to clean. You walk in, you go, that's one doesn't look bad. I'm just going to make the bed. <laughs> Wouldn't you? It's the human nature. Is it not? Hey Ben, yeah, you have the seventh and ninth, seventh, eighth, and ninth floors today. You walk into one room, you're like, I know a guy just checked out, but swap let me out, wipe this down, I and mean, I'm just going to swap out the towels. Good to go. Are you really doing a deep clean of each room? No. The answer is no, and you know it, and it hurts. You're but... saying the extremely well paid housekeeping yeah, staff e- exactly. at hotels are not the massively overworked, giving 125 percent every single day, the massively overworked. Uh. Hotel staffs. Fair, fair. But it's terrifying. Now, when you go to Europe and stuff, I went to Paris, everything is old. It's old. It's not new. The air conditioning <laughs> unit is old. Everything is old. So I don't know. I don't know how you eradicate. What do you do when you have a. They're invading the city. Yeah, it says the uh, deputy mayor called for coordinated measures between health authorities. Uh, they asked the prime minister to organize a conference on the fight against the insects. Uh, yeah, like I said, there's videos going around. They so the the, the bed bugs they feed on the blood of humans and animals, <laughs> and there's videos of them crawling around the trains. Oh my god! Buses Just like move. all move. over the city. Now they said that there's no threat for the uh, 2024 summer games that'll be in Paris. Totally. But you never know. It's disgusting. It's, disgusting. it's awful. You should ruin my day. I've, I've never been to Paris. You've been, yeah, so it's. I don't know what we would have done. We would have probably c- c- uh, cut our trip short, gone back to London. <clears throat> yeah, it's cool. It's beautiful. Well, the, mm. It's the most beautiful city I've ever seen. It's not close, but I wouldn't have stayed there. If it was, Invaded by... They're on the trains. They're everywhere. Oh, God. Ugh. You've ruined my name. Oh, that's a gross... I feel like I have lice story. as we speak, Paulie, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, everyone out there listening, try not to scratch Yeah, <clears throat> right now. Just don't think about what's itching at the moment and what's causing that itch. My wife is bleaching our entire house <laughs> as we speak. I guarantee you, after hearing that story. Thank you, Paulie. You're welcome. Uh, we'll come back. Um, we're going to review our predictions. We have I'm to. sure they were all highly oh, accurate boy. for the Padres 2023 season. Bunch of idiots. Coming up after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't forget, you can tune in to kick off with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Every week, Boomer and Valenti previewing all the NFL games now at 6 p.m. on Friday nights here on 97.3 The Fan and always on the free Odyssey app presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's, Lowe's Nose Home Improvement. Just learned something about my co-host Stephen Woods during the break. Saw the uh, the report that Paulie was just talking about Paris and the Summer Olympics coming to Paris next year. And as a new sport next year at the Paris Olympics, they are the debut of, they call it breaking. It's breakdancing. Hmm. It's a sport of breakdancing in the Olympics. And I thought I was going to get the old, oh my God, from Woods, what are they going to do now? Well, bring back the 80s and... He, you actually said you would watch break dancing in the Olympics more than <laughs> any other Olympic sport. I think you grew up in the eighties. Do you not remember? Oh, I remember break dancing. Do you? Did you um, try break dancing? Because I did. Not professionally. No. 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 I mean, as a kid, <laughs> not really. No. I mean, everyone got on the floor once and saw if they could spin themselves around. I could do the back, spin but I couldn't. Pretty good. Have the really. Floor. Uh, we had a, a big piece of – my grandmother worked for a um, a paper company, and so she would bring home these giant boxes and all this stuff. So we would lay the cardboard out under the – you know, on the driveway, and you'd try to spin on your back. And, and I could never do the, the head spin. The one where they uh, stood on their head, head and, and spun did around. that spin was very impressive. I loved it. Man. I am curious. You know, every sport evolves and advances. I mean, you know. Bigger, stronger athletes over the years doing things that we never even dreamed of back in the 80s. How far has breakdancing evolved since the 1980s? You know, that's a good question. I mean, you still see, like, street performers doing dancing and stuff. I guess that's technically probably breakdancing. Um, but I just remember when it hit the scene, like, like Breakin', the movie Breakin'. Remember Breakin'? 
and and was it Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo? Boogaloo, yeah. I mean, it was like this was a, such a part of my youth. I want to see it. I want them to go old school with the music like they used to. Um, the outfits, I was the like outfits, 12, twelve or thirteen, fourteen when uh, you got served came out. That was the street style break was dancing it? competition movie. Uh, it was um, it was awesome, and I you know I'm not. The, and the giant, the boom boxes. Oh, the huge boom that boxes. Had, yeah, they set up incredible. to do the routine. I had a big boom box the whole bit. Yeah, I was all in. I was all in on it. Um, if there's not boom boxes at the Olympics next year, I don't know what they're it's doing. It's true. If they just you, pipe it in. Yeah, if they're just piping in it over some, you know, speakers and like a... <laughs> An arena with a mat. That's just gymnastics. You're just then. doing gymnastics. You're just doing gymnastics. They need boom boxes, and they actually need to be like on a street corner somewhere in Paris conducting this competition. Keep it real in the chat. Says, how about the Michael Jackson vinyl pants full of zippers? Parachute pants I had. I had the Michael Jackson. Oh, I had the- you had parachute pants. Oh, do- dozens of, a dozen <laughs> pair. It was all about them. What are they called? Like MC Hammer. No, those aren't parachute pants. Those aren't parachute pants. No, what those, are those are just blousey <laughs> pants. Parachute pants. Those were parachute the, no, pants. the parachute pants had the zippers in them. You don't remember these? I'll, I'll pull up one at the break. I thought show. those blousey uh-huh. big. No, no, no. Those are MC Hammer pants. Poly parachute I, pants. Are you too old for Zubaz? I, I was trying to remember the name. I, knew <laughs> I, I remember that. I do remember. I might have had one no, pair. I, I had one pair yeah. too. What was your team? Do you remember? It was Chargers? I'm assuming. I had the Atlanta Falcons yeah. Zubaz. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I just thought the colors were cool and I wanted those. Um, I had. Nope. I'm picturing Cincinnati Bengals Zubaz yeah. for some hey, reason on my mother. And I, if I can find a picture of it, there's got to be one somewhere. I got for Christmas in 1985 the Michael Jackson red jacket. Oh, with the gray yeah. here. Oh, yeah. I had the, iconic. I had it. I bought my grandmother made me a sequined glove. Did you look just as cool? Was it for Halloween or just to wear no, around? I wanted to. I wanted it. I wore the jacket. My dad bought it for me. <laughs> so like we our first Christmas together. Yeah. You wore the Michael Jackson red jacket to school. Yeah, the it red is- jacket. I there's a picture my dad and mom if you're listening dig through those photo uh photo books and find there there's pictures of me in the red Michael Jackson jacket. I was not the only one. It was a hot, hot seller. Is this in Texas? Oh yeah. Yeah. What did their what did your classmates think? I don't remember. I don't <laughs> remember. I just it wasn't not cool. I know that. Hmm. It was Michael Jackson. Now things have changed as we know, but Back Thriller I mean, was the biggest album of all time. I'm thinking Wannabe Woods. I mean, no, I, I don't think I got any any grief for it. Really, I don't think I wore it a long time. I think I wore it probably for four or five months, maybe. But which is what kids do. Did you have a Letterman's jacket? No, you never had a Letterman's uh-uh. jacket, Polly. Mm-hmm. You no, you didn't have one either. Mm-mm. No, it was weird. I. The guys that wore the Letterman's jacket at my school, at least, were yeah. tools. It was kind of it had changed huh. a lot. Everyone wore like it. I lettered. I, I had, had one. I, I lettered and I had my jacket. And it changed. Wore almost every day. Yeah, like I said, they were tools. Yeah, thanks a lot, Polly. <laughs> Just because mine was from the academic team, it feels like that's <laughs> lesser than <laughs> other oh, acad- other Letterman's jackets. I assumed it was for golf. Academic team does. Sting I was a on bit the varsity more. golf team as a junior. I don't, I don't know if I officially lettered. lettered. I played in enough matches. I moved to letter, but. middle of sophomore year, so I got kind of hosed on that deal. But um, no, I don't think I would have worn one anymore. Hmm. I didn't really like the look. Break dancing, Michael Jackson. I got the majority jackets. of my letters my senior year, and I was like, I don't. I'm not going to buy a three hundred dollar right. jacket for one year. Did you really? 
I'm never going to wear this every again. day. You, you lettered now. academically. I did. You still have it? Yeah. I'm gonna I believe I'm going to it tomorrow. In. Squeeze it in. Wear that tomorrow. Somewhere. I, I wonder if the, after the weight loss, there was no chance I could squeeze it in three months ago. Maybe now I could squeeze it back on. We'll see. There's only one way to find out. Kim, if you're listening. I'll see. I don't know if it's Fat there or if it's my house. I'll have to see if I can dig it up. Code. I want to see it so badly. All right. We'll Fat get to our, uh, our preseason Padres predictions in our final segment, and then we'll turn things over to one coach, John Cantera, who we just got to say hi to in the building. Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Now, we can do this segment like some old-school sports talk radio hosts and just say without any evidence that we all knew the Padres would end up disappointing and missing the playoffs. Yeah, and, yeah we called it. Yeah, we called it back in, um, back in March when we did our preseason predictions. <laughs> Don't go back and look it up. We just trust us. We all nailed it. But we've never been afraid of... Uh, of making fun of ourselves no, when you have we've to gotten do it. wrong. So we're going to go through our preseason predictions and see just how bad they, in fact, were. And if there were a couple of hits in there as well amongst all the misses. I'll get to that coming up. This segment of Ben Woods is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. From better poops to more energy, when you switch your dog's food to the Farmer's Dog, the effects can feel magical. What better sor- poops. He's, yeah. he's right outside the door, Polly. What sorcery is this? None at all. It's just real food made for the health of dogs. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. All right, traffic and then... Predictions reviewed from 2023 in the Padres next on Ben and Woods. I think I blocked most of this out of my mind because I can't recall my specific predictions. However, Pauly did the uh, had the foresight of jotting them down correct when we uh, when we did this. <laughs> oh, I've got them. This was uh, so. This was what opening day or right before day opening before day? opening day. Day before opening day. We made Padres predictions. We predicted uh, individual. Awards, accolades like home run leader, RBI leader, team MVP for 2023, and who would be the biggest overachiever, which I think that one's probably the most open to interpretation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know. Oh, I I win. 
You win for sure. I win because I got it the most wrong. Right. Well, yeah, oh. you lose. I lose. You lose. I win the contest, well, let's, though, being the right. biggest idiot. <laughs> yes. So uh, let's go through it. The, right. uh, let's start with, like, home run leader. So do you want to go with actual what, answer? So the actual home out. run leader for the San Diego Padres was Juan, Juan Soto, Soto with 35, 35. home runs, uh, followed by Manny Machado with 30. And then Fernando Tatis Jr., 25. Xander Bogarts, Gary Sanchez, Gary Sanchez with 19. 19. Man. Did any of us predict Gary Sanchez as one of the Padres' home run leaders this year? I don't think no. we did. Two months before he was on the team? <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. We'll start with Ben. You picked Fernando Tatis Jr. How many did he finish with? 25. You picked uh, 39 mm. for the year. He you did. know, he was, he was pacing pretty well, and then well, kind of the power didn't hold up in the last couple if, months of the season. If you count warning track shots, yeah. he absolutely would hit 49. Well, let's see. In se- let's see. In September, he only had 5 home runs and in August, he only had 2. Right. So, at, you know, with 18 going into the last couple of months, I'm thinking, all right, 10 and 10, that's very doable That'd for a guy close. like Tatis. He yep. could have gotten close to that number, but he he didn't have a great at least power-wise August and September. Correct. All right, Woodsy, you picked uh, Manny Machado. Mm, missed by five. And you picked Six. 33 home runs for him. So you three. almost got the number almost right. Almost got yeah. the number. I picked 38 home runs, so I was a little bit off. A little further off than you were, but I did pick one. You had the winner. That's Probably correct. With Juan Soto. Not bad. Not bad on that prediction. All right, RBI leaders. Juan Soto did lead the team in RBIs. Yep. He had 109. Yep. Followed by Manny with 91. Tatis with 78. Hassan Kim with 60, and Xander Bogarts with 58 now, RBI. Soto had 109. I picked Manny for 108. Ooh, okay. So numbers good. Numbers off. good. Number was Person good. was the second leading RBI. Guy. Ben also picked Manny Machado with 114 RBIs. Mm-hmm. And uh, our old pal Woods picked Juan Soto with 119 RBIs. Ah, I missed by 10. But you got the right got guy. the right guy. All right. So nice job, Woods, right, on that one. I feel terrible so far. Okay. Team MVP. Right, is this, this one up is, for debate yeah, at this, all? Well, sure. I think we both decided yesterday it was Juan Soto. Probably Juan Soto. Yeah, it was Juan Soto. You guys both picked Juan Soto. Okay. I, picked Manny, I picked Manny Machado. Okay. And then we had biggest overachiever. And I don't remember exactly what parameters we put on that. because It's, just, it's a you, gut feeling. I mean, like Juan Soto to win biggest overachiever would have to hit like 800. Like right, you're yeah. expecting him yeah, to put you, up big Yeah, numbers. it had to be someone that you, you weren't, weren't really expecting. You weren't expecting to, to be a star who had a really good season. Now, Ben picked Hassan Kim. Really good. It's a pretty good, good freaking pick. pick right really there. Really good Kat, pick. Thank you. Probably your winner. I picked Blake Snell. That's, That's really good, too. too. We, we don't have to talk won, about him. He's won really, the Cy really Young. good. He's won it before, but I wasn't anticipating All him right. to do it both, this year. Both of those picks are outstanding. You don't have to talk about I think about other... Him. You could have picked... Uh, we, did, we revisited this in like May or June, and we said Michael Walker up to that point. Yeah. He was like a, you know, 8-1 and one or something. Yeah. Like He was on Seth fire. Lugo was an overachiever. Yeah. Uh, more innings than I think most people expected. Gary Sanchez. Better he was on the team, but he was a massive yeah, overachiever. he was. That would have been a, an amazing prediction. Uh, Woods picked... Let me see here. Jake Cronenworth. Mm, that's a homer pick. That's Mrs. Woods' pick. Yeah, yeah, he's actually probably on the biggest underachiever category. Yeah, two twenty nine average, three twelve OBP, three seventy eight slug, six ninety OPS, ten bombs. Did get to double digits. He only had ten fewer RBI than Xander Bogarts, by the way, and he didn't play for the last two months. Honestly, we did a lot better than I was thinking we'd do. Yeah, it's not. It's not. 
It's not that bad. So we and we actually had a decent idea of what this team was going to be like. Right. <laughs> Yet we all thought they'd win how many games? <laughs> I I think the games I picked plus 100 plus. Didn't, I didn't pick. Uh, I didn't write down our actual our, our games. Oh, no, I think I went under. I think I went 95 not, not, But it was high 90s. It was high 90s. Yeah, you know, it, we all thought for sure this team was going to. I'm trying to remember the over-under before the season. I think it was like it was 93, 93 and a half, 92 and a half, 93 and a half. Yeah. And we both felt, we all felt pretty good about the over of that situation. And yet, while we were so pretty right about some of the individuals, we were very wrong about the team number, which feels on par for what the San Diego Padres were a, a collection of guys who individually did not have terrible seasons. There really weren't that many bad seasons. Jake obviously had a disappointing year, but. You know, up and down, you know, the the DHs, Matt Carpenter had a disappointing year, but everyone else ended up with, with the numbers that were pretty decent. Yeah. Just didn't add up to the number of wins that you would have thought it should have added up to in the end. And nobody really just had like an insane two weeks. My, oh, I thought no, you meant I mean, bad on the pick. team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My that pick was, was a terrible pick. Yeah. Terrible I'm pick. saying nobody on the team really had just some like insane two weeks in September that completely padded their entire Sanders had a stats. really good September. He had like, a really good, really August, good though, too. September. It's um it's weird though. That's why predictions in baseball are especially funny because there's no way anyone would ever predict you know, all right, Juan Soto's going to have a 930 OPS, 35 homers, over 100 bombs. You know, Manny's going to have a good season, going to be hurt a little bit, but still going to end up with 30 homers, 91 RBI. Yeah. Tatis going to miss 20 games, but is going to be the best defensive player in baseball, 25 bombs, and uh, he's going to hit, you know, slug 449. You know, you're going to look at those numbers, and you're all going to say, okay, but then I think overall the pitching staff is going to be number one in baseball. No one's going to say, I'm going to take all of that, but then I'm going to pick them to be incredibly disappointing in the win-loss column. No one would ever do that. It would be insane to try to make that argument. Well, shifting our attention a little bit to the teams that did not underachieve massively uh, this season. Major League Baseball playoffs start tonight, and uh, we were just kind of... I'm sorry, today. Yeah, a couple hours from now. Um, I rolled with, Ben, I took three of... The road teams. I took three roadies and one home team. The one home team I did go with was the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Corbin Burns against Brandon Fott. And uh, I like the Brewers to win that game behind Corbin Burns. Uh, Arizona, I mean, not taking anything away from what they've been able to do this year. Um, they're in the playoffs. We're not. So congratulations to them. Um, but I think I think the Brewers are ready for this today. Uh, and then I ended up going with our beloved Marlins and Jesus Lazardo. The odds are good, plus one thirty. Uh, and then I took um, I took Gossman, very slight, very slight underdog, the Blue Jays, uh, plus one hundred one for him. And then I took what was the other one? The first game. Oh, I took the Rangers. I took the Rangers and, and Jordan Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery. Um, plus one thirty three. I, I don't that, know. I, I feel like the disappointing end and having to go to Tampa is a tough. Tough spot for any team. That might be the only one I disagree with you I there. I just saw a piece from uh, Eno Saris talking about uh, Stuff Plus and Tyler Glass now and how his slider is stuff has really gone down. But, hey, listen, playoffs, guys ramp up. Adrenaline it's gets going. It's not all about the starting pitching against the starting pitching as well. No, it's about the guys that, that are hitting yeah, as well. That, and that's a big part of it. I mean, um, there's you, a lot of guys not lined up that have done you it. You always start your bets and you look at the starting pitching matchup. But if yeah. that's all you look at, then you're not doing your full – Research. I think the Arizona Milwaukee game is the most interesting one to me because 
it almost feels like the must win for Milwaukee. This is Corbin Burns against, at best, Arizona's third or fourth star. Absolutely. This is the one you have to take. And if you don't win this one, the Diamondbacks should have Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly go in the next two games. It, it feels like the Diamondbacks, you lose this one, you go, oh, well, we can definitely win the next two, whereas the Brewers are still trying to figure out who they're pitching in the next two with uh, Woodruff out. So they have undecided and undecided set up. I mean, they'll they'll throw someone decent out there, but... To me, it feels like the Milwaukee Brewers need to win this one convincingly because if they lose, they are really in trouble in this series, which is an interesting dynamic. Puts a little more pressure on them in this game at home to start the playoffs. Yeah, they're all at home for the Brewers. So, I mean, that's that's the other thing that's going to be fascinating about this. And you know what? As much as you'd love to play, as much as you want to play a a playoff game in front of your uh, hometown fans – it's probably something nice, Ben, about being able to go and just say, all right, this is where we ended up, and we don't have to get on a plane and travel back and, and do that all that rigmarole. But, um, man, I'm fired up for these games today. Cannot wait. Can Minnesota on. win one of the next two games? Because if they don't, if they get swept again, it'll be 20 postseason losses in a row. It's so hard to wrap your head around. For the Minnesota Twins. Now, the, you know, the, their Achilles heel was always the Yankees. They always drew the Yankees in the first round. The Yankees just owned them. And you know now you got new blood in there. That's got to, that in and of itself is probably a nice relief for them. But um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a blast. I can't wait to talk about every single game. Tomorrow. And then if you missed it, uh, we were joined this morning by Skip Schumacher, manager of the Marlins, who did commit because I put him on the spot. We're not going to make him come on. Tomorrow. I said if you, well, no, it's not. We're going to make him come on. He's, He's going to want to come on. on. If they win, so. they're superstitious. He won't want to change his routine. And his routine now before a playoff game includes a, a call in to Ben and Woods. So I'd be surprised if they won if he didn't call us at seven forty tomorrow. That'd be funny if we didn't tell him and he just did it. <laughs> I know. I, I I think that's how we play it. Yeah. I think we play it. Just wait and see if he remembers. Is that phone and rings? Calls in. That will be hysterical. <laughs> but uh, obviously, we'll be pulling for him in the Marlins. I mean, you know, friend of ours, and we would like to see him do well. And I don't. Know, I mean, the Phillies aren't. They're not that hateable of a team. For the team that knocked the Padres out of the playoffs last year. You want to try. I don't hate the Phillies. I really don't. But I don't know that I don't know they deserve to go on another wild card run all the way to the World Series again. Wow. Um, you know, it, it takes some luck, some good fortune, and they had theirs last year. They were very timely. It worked out really well for the Phillies. Can you really do it twice in a row? Or are they due for maybe karma to come back the other way and have another team run through them? We'll see what happens with the Marlins tonight. That's the last game, 5 o'clock. Television schedule, uh, ABC for Texas and Tampa Bay, so Channel 10. ESPN for Toronto, Minnesota at one thirty. ESPN 2 for Arizona, Milwaukee at 4. And then ESPN doubleheader for the last game, Miami-Philadelphia at 5 o'clock. So in all the games the next three days, same same schedule, same times uh, on network. So you don't have to change anything. It's the just three days. All exactly the same on ABC and ESPN. Yep, exactly right. And uh, obviously still no no news out of Petco Park. Um, I'm assuming if something happens, they'll wait for about nine minutes and then yeah. drop the news on Coach's show. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens over at Petco Park, if anything, uh, in the next couple of days. Do you get the sense, though, the longer it drags out, the more likely we are to have the continuity? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's how continuity works. Right. Well, continuity I mean, is the definition of dragging something out sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean, what would make you think that they have something like 
they worked deep into the night, made a decision late last night, and now they're waking up and you know getting everything ready for an announcement. I mean, that's possible. But again, like I said yesterday, I, th- I think what we got from Peter Seidler was, for now, the extent of what we're getting. At some point, they're going to have to address fans, you know, schedule a news conference, whether it's with, with AJ and Bob or whether it's with Eric Rupner. Someone you'd think would say something. Usually they have like exit interviews, like the media comes in and you go into the clubhouse and you get to talk to the players one last time. And and they didn't invite us to do that this year, which, uh, you know, now the players scatter. Oh, they're long gone. They should be long gone. So I guess that's not, that's not happening this year, which is just too bad. Um, But we've had plenty of chances to talk to them all season long. What new can they say? At this point, same question. Well, what what went wrong with this season? Can't wait for spring oh, training. <laughs> haven't haven't heard that question all year long because uh, nothing really changed in the last couple of weeks. We knew where it was heading, but they what, didn't, they but didn't see, play the, worse. The interesting part was what would Manny say? Because if you asked Manny, he would just say, "We just got to keep playing baseball." Well, Manny, the season's over. You there are there are no more games. Look, if we just come in here and play baseball, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. We just got to play baseball. We just got to play baseball now. next year. Uh, that will be what he says. No doubt. And he won't necessarily be wrong no, either. He won't. They will have to go play baseball next year. Yeah, they will have to play baseball. As as sometimes uninsightful as Manny's comments seem, because he talks in cliches, yes. he's often exactly right about yeah, what he, he says is, as well. That's cliches are cliches <laughs> for a reason. That's exactly why. That's why Crash Davis got the told him to get the pen and paper out. Because they always work. Look, good Lord willing, things will work out. I'm just going to take it one game at a time. That's the only way to play that game. It's it one day at a time. It's frustrating when you hear it, but it's absolutely true. It's the only way. Win today's game. Go on and know. That's it. All right. Uh, Skip, uh, Jesse Angler, and all of our guests appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Uh, tomorrow is an AJ Wednesday. I'm sure Paul has not so Adam heard from Jones him. for the Lakers. Yes, another yes. another AJ Adam Jones Wednesday. I'm Ooh, sure Paul is not for 7:40. What's going to happen if him and Skip Schumacher are calling at the same time? It's fine. Put them on together. Yeah. I mean, is he back? He's back from the uh, he Ryder said he was going to be in, in Milwaukee, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. I think guy, he's out there. God, that guy logs a lot of air miles. Rome. He said he was going to try to get out there, so I, I got to check in with him. But I All think right. he's in Milwaukee. For that series. Uh, that'll be uh, an interesting conversation uh, when, when Adam Jones right, joins just... us tomorrow on a Wednesday. Hi, guys. I just shut my mouth. Yeah, you shut all of us off. We shut both of you Oh, guys. good. <laughs> no, it's not a problem. Paul, why don't you take us out now since you're the last person left on our video feed. All right, feed. coming up next, Coach Cantera in the house. Waiting on the music like the first to First time ever. There it is. Not seen him in a long time here. For Ben Higgins and Paul no, I'm waiting for Paul to say it. He's good the, job, Woods. I'm, I'm Stephen Woods. Be back tomorrow, 6 a.m. We'll do it all over again. Playoff baseball, baby. Playoff baseball, fictional meetings. Talk to you tomorrow, 6 a.m. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 